Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cleveland Sports Awards were last night. A celebration of things in Cleveland sports-wise. We're going to hear from Joel Batonio of the Browns momentarily. 11 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. Cavaliers legend Larry Nance is going oh, to join us. That'll be fun. Father of two NBA players. <laughs> How about that? Pretty, pretty cool. You know, it is. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm just curious, last night at the sports awards at 1022 in the morning, if uh, either of the Kelseys won any awards. Do we know? No? Yeah. They did? Yeah. Best looking dad with his boobs hanging out, according to his daughter. Oh, Keith is a big fan of that. Keith was Keith and I were talking about that yesterday. There it is. 1022. There it is. 1022. Joe Batonio might give uh, Jason a run for his money, though. Okay. But I think I think that Joel was clothed last night at the Sports Awards, which might not be a bad thing. The uh, The Browns team won, a, won an award for, what, best moment of the year, the, the Browns season, which is bigger than a moment, but okay, it worked, you know? So there, there you go. And that was great. And Joel represented the team, which Joel seems to do on a regular basis. You know, when... when when you're looking for somebody to represent the Browns, isn't Joel your guy? Isn't Miles Garrett your guy? It's one of the two. And Miles won one athlete of the year in the city of Cleveland. And he was uh, represented by Andrew Barry. And he was there last night, right? Andrew Barry was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was great. Got to like that a lot. Joel was asked about the uh, Browns season and representing the Browns and getting their moment and everything. Here's what he had to say. You know, the team itself represents the city of Cleveland, just like hardworking, blue collar. Like, you know, the odds aren't always in your favor, but the guys come to work and they, they want, to, want to be the best. And then our fans got to experience that with us, which for the first time, you know, in a long time, because in 2020 it was, you know, COVID, not very many people out there. It was, it was such a cool moment, and I think the city of Cleveland, you know, loves their football, so I think it worked out great. It is true. You know, last time they were in the playoffs, about 10,000 of the Browns' closest friends were there, and <laughs> not 70. It's true. So that's a different deal, which is good. Oh, man, I hope he gets a shot. Let's give him a shot to win a championship. Come on. Let's go. The Desert. team obviously did some impressive things this year. And considering, I think they were impressive. 11-6 and six with all those injuries and getting into the playoffs. We, we all don't like the way the playoffs ended, but that's the whole thing. But Joel says it goes back to the guys in charge. I think the guys this year cared about each other. There's a true 
um, you know, closeness about the team. And I, I think you keep those core pieces intact to, to try and grow that and build that. And I think the culture of the, the locker room has grown since, you know, Coach Stefanski and AB have taken over in 2020, and it's only going to continue to grow because results are there. Continue to grow. Okay. I did think, you think there was a cultural change this year, don't you? It's amazing what winning does. Oh, I, I kind of, you know, I, I, but, I don't, here's I don't why. know. Here, you tell, you tell me the whole Greenbrier thing, man. They kept talking about that and talking about that. They brought in a couple players that understood what it took to get all the way to the finish line and win a Super Bowl. And I, I thought they brought in a very, very good mix of players that could kind of steer this thing in the right direction. And in the end, I think they got extremely lucky with Joe Flacco, the way he was able to play, the way he was able to execute, and also the experience that he brought in. I, if you didn't learn something this year from this team and from when Joe uh, when Joe came in at the end of the season, you're never going to learn. So I, I, I kind of like it. Maybe what I'm talking about, and I can see how you'll say this, is a little bit overrated, but I do think the atmosphere and just, there was something about this team that was special, and I think that the, the community embraced that, especially towards the end. But none of this would be special if they weren't winning games. So, Well, I, I was just going to say, you can have – bad culture in a winning situation. Uh, apparently there's a basketball coach in Milwaukee who just paid the price for that, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. But you're right, Andy. When you win, your culture is usually embraced, and people say, boy, what a great culture we have. But I think Kevin Stefanski has done a good job of setting that up, and Jim Schwartz tweaked it on the defensive side of the ball. You know? I mean, that, all, all of those things lead to Things going on. And and Alex Van Pelt doing a fine job on the offensive side of the ball, apparently as offensive coordinator. He was let go, as we know. Change happens in the NFL. We know that. And sometimes you, you think we need to hear a different voice. We need a little different approach. It, it's never, it, and it's really weird to me, especially in the NFL. I, I think the NFL more so than Major League Baseball. I think more so than the NBA even where assistants often change. But the NFL is nuts, you know, combined with college football. These guys have multiple, multiple jobs. I mean, it just happens. And Alex Van Pelt, who's good at what he does, was let go, and the Browns are looking for a new offensive coordinator. Petonio was asked, why do you think that happened? You know, I knew nothing about it, you know, until I saw it on, on Twitter like everybody else. So it's always a little bit of surprise. I think Coach Stefanski just wants to continue to, to tweak things. He did some things on defense last year and some things on, you know, offense now this year and special teams as well last year. But I have nothing but good things to say about MVP. He was, he was a great dude. Yeah, what's he going to say? I mean, it, you, you don't have to say he was a great dude. No, you just say he was a good coach. Uh, enjoyed working with him. I mean, that really, if you really, if you didn't have anything to say, he, he went the extra mile and no worries with that. I mean, you spend every day with these guys for months. And then all of a sudden you pull someone out of the group. And I think there's a fine line, too, because these guys, they don't want to uh, aggravate their current employer. And they also, they, they don't want to aggravate them, but yet they still need to maintain balance moving forward. That's all. I just think it's really. Sometimes it's hard to find the words. I, don't I think it's really interesting when, when teams make moves. And, and I, I think one thing you run the risk of, Andy, is, is making the move when you shouldn't make a move. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that's the situation here. It's, pro sports has always fascinated me when it comes to that. It, it really has. And with Alex Van Pelt, 
as a as an offensive coordinator not calling plays kind of vague, right? Right. We we don't know exactly what's going on. It, did he design the whole offense? Does he design the whole game plan and hand it to Kevin Stefanski on game day? I can't imagine that I that's, don't the think case. that's the case. No, no, I think there's way more. Like I think analytics groups get involved and say, this is you know your percentage plays that will work here in this situation, and let's take a look at a number of plays that'll work. And then, and then also you've got to be able to have that tree that says, okay, outcome A, B, C, D. I mean, there's zillions I, I would, of outcomes. I would think there are so many people involved, but then I would think it comes down to, at the end, your offensive coordinator and Kevin Stefanski to move it forward. I would say it worked. You know, the 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 key, the key issue is obviously you have to get Deshaun Watson on track and get that going. But they were four and one in the games that he was you know, right. the guy. Mm-hmm. So that worked, right? Yeah. And I I just the kicker I, worked there too. Well, some of those games, yeah. I just I I just kind of wonder. Okay, are you are you going to improve it or are you going to change it? You know, I I I've as you might know, I'm a big believer in. If you have something that's working, you stick with it, even though it might need some tweaking a little bit. And I, I just, I wonder. I, I understand why they would want to make a move at offensive coordinator if they think they're not getting the most out of Deshaun Watson. I, but I don't, I don't could, could Alex Van Pelt do that? He was a quarterback. He's He's been a, a coach around the league before, twice a coordinator. But the sample size is still small, isn't it? With Deshaun, yeah. yes, I, I see that's and that's part of it, Andy. You know, you, we can't sit here and say that it, it's been absolutely nailed. You know, you can't no. say. But four and one this year was pretty good. It was set forth in the right direction. Now I want to see more. Right, and don't you? I I do think this. If if he hadn't been injured and had continued to play, I think the Browns would have done at least what they did in the regular season, eleven and six. If not at more, least, at least, at least, yeah. There's, I'm trying to think of games you can give away, take away, kind of like. Uh, well, I, I just think overall, he, he's the best quarterback that you had, and I know Joe Flacco came in and was lights out, and for for the most part, and but I, I think they would have been better with Deshaun, and I just, I just think, okay, I wonder what it is Kevin Stefanski thought that this is why we need to tweak this. Was it Mary Kay asked yesterday? Was it? Yeah, that I said, is there any way Kevin gives up the play calling next year? She said all things on the table, right? Yeah, what do you think? Does he give up the play? I guess it depends on who they bring in. I would think it depends on who you bring in. Kevin would have to look at somebody and go, you know what? All right, I'm going to bow down to this guy because I want to take a look at everything. And maybe now this gives me a chance to step away and maybe even look at some defensive things that are going on, special teams, some other things that maybe he wants to look at a little bit more depth on a day-to-day basis and give them more time than he would the offense based on play calling. You know, the one thing I think we need to eliminate from this from the conversation, and I don't mean the one we're having, but I think anytime anybody has this, do you think a coach calls the plays because egotistically he thinks, I want to be the man? I, I don't I think I don't that. think that's why, no. I think a lot of people think that, though. I, I, I'm, do, do you think that about play calling? Oh, folks? I remember. 216 it's the number to join us. I, I just wonder what the thought is about Kevin calling plays. I think he does it because he thinks he's good at it and it's best for the team. Now, is that egotistical or is that taking a realistic look at what you do and how you do it and where your team is? 
I think that goes along the line with just pretty much anyone that has gets a promotion. And like, so I've always said this. Like, I always think it's odd that when we promote someone and we put them in a bigger role, that bigger role now has jobs that they haven't done before, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, essentially, it, when some you say responsibility, so, yeah. For the most part, though, when you promote anybody at any time, they were outstanding and they excelled at what they were doing at that current point. If you're going to give them a promotion, that means more work in uncharted in uncharted territory for where they haven't like. You know, I, I think about, I don't know, it, like I, I can put it in a newsroom situation because, you know, we've lived that. You suddenly take someone who's a producer who basically just, you know, writes stories, stacks stories and tries to formulate what's going on. And now all of a sudden you put them in the news director's office and now they're suddenly finance majors because they have to understand budget and then also understand the needs of all these other departments. I mean, you're, you, in a lot of ways, you set yourself set yourself up to fail. So... I think what happens is you take those strengths that you have from what you did before and then you continue to move them forward. And that's why I don't have a huge problem with head coaches calling plays because the chances are that they got that head coaching job because they were outstanding at calling plays. Now, do they want to I agree with that. Do they want to continue to do that or do they now want to become the teacher and then help an offensive coordinator see things the way they do to call those plays and then they can sit back and go, "Okay, I've got this protege now." that is going to be able to take what I've learned, and I've been excellent at that, and now have them become excellent at that, and we can all get better somewhere down the road. I wonder if after four years, though, they, the folks in Berea, and I don't mean just Kevin, you know, Aldi Podesta, Andrew Barry, I would think they would be the folks who would have input into this if, if it comes to this, if they think, all right, you know what, Kevin? We think this new coordinator who you're going to hire might be the right, whoever it's going to be, we'll see this is the right guy to call plays and we'd like you to do this and oversee the team. As you mentioned, I, I just wonder, or is everybody, but on Kevin's board? got to be comfortable in his own skin. There's no Absolutely. way. I, and, and if it gets to the point where he's like, either I'm calling the plays or not, then he has to make a decision on if he wants yeah. to move on. Yeah. I, I just think it's, it's interesting because Joel Batonio really high on the guy that they just let go. You don't want to be the emperor. That's not wearing clothes. Well, right? that's, that's true. And that's, I think Ryan Day sees that down in Columbus. Joel was also asked, about the man who's coached him on the offensive line, whose son is now the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. That's official. Joel's thoughts about Bill Callahan next on Baskin and Phelps. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sam Amico, HoopsWire.com. Talking Cavs, talking NBA nuttiness. Or maybe NBA setting it straight with the Milwaukee Bucks firing a coach who was 30 and 13. Yeah. Uh, Sam's at noon. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network. NFL data scientist. Is it data or data? Which way do you like it better? Uh, if you're a Star Trek fan, it's data. Okay. Well, As you would know because you hosted the show. I, yeah, well, you're talking to the host of Trek Insider here. I know. Was That that was Next Generation, wasn't it? Oh, it sure was. Yeah. Were you, who was your favorite? Was it Worf? Was Ma- it Jordan? Maria Sirtis because she was hot. It's ah. the only one I knew. Uh, one o'clock uh, for Cynthia Freeland. One o'clock for Deanna Cynthia Troy. Freeland. Deanna Troy. That's yeah, okay. um, I can't remember what the Cavs did two nights ago, but I can remember Deanna Troy. There you go. Because when I lived in Montana, there was nothing to do. Sometimes. Sure. And all we would do is we would just have these next generation marathons. And go out and, and look at the cows. It's great, Montana. I like that a lot. We we just heard from Joel Batonio talking about Alex Van Pelt, and there's a little more to it, and. This is the guy that I get it. It's it's pro sports. It's the NFL. You change coaches all the time. You you let go of good coaches. You bring in other coaches, but you're changing something that maybe needed fixed. I don't know. More from Batonio here on the guy they just let go, Alex Van Pelt. Yeah, I loved AVP. He was uh, a great guy and um, did a lot of good things for us. You know, I know him and Coach Stefanski and you know really the whole staff does a great job of getting us uh, in the right plays. Um, you know, I knew nothing about it, you know, until I saw it on, on Twitter like everybody else. Um, so it's always a little bit of surprise. I think Coach Stefanski just wants to continue to, to tweak things. He did some things on defense last year and some things on, you know, offense now this year and special teams as well last year. Um, but I have nothing but good things to say about MVP. He was he was a great dude. He he truly embodied that, like, play for your brother attitude with us. And, uh, and it, and you know, you, ne- you never want to see, see guys leave. But the NFL is one of those things where you have turnover in the um, rooms, you have turnover in the coaching staff, and, and it's one of those things we're going to, you know, hopefully bring in some guys that can – can continue to help elevate us a little more expanded version of, of what we heard previously and and that's that's the reality of it Andy he said it's the NFL you know you hope you bring in guys who do this I I just wonder I wonder what what made them think okay this isn't going to grow anymore you know because you made the move last year with Joe Woods I think you could see the results weren't there could you see the results weren't here on the offense? No, because I couldn't see, get a gauge. Andy, I don't know how you can. I, you played with, with five me. different starting quarterbacks. You lost the best running back in the NFL. Your tackles were uh, hit or miss on who they were going to be every week. At one point, you were missing pretty much your entire offensive line. Like, I, I don't get it. So it, it must not be. It, it doesn't seem like It must like not Alex be a game day thing, yeah. or it was a fire, just a fire. Or it, or it was, we need something a little different. Not better, but different. I mean, clear, clearly, if Alex Van Pelt was holding up his end of the deal, which why would you know? Why would you would think he wasn't? You would think you're, exactly. They won eleven games. Exactly. Then, then what could it be? It couldn't be because you didn't do a good job. 
It has to be because you need to do a little different job. Or maybe communication just isn't what you want it to be. Maybe there's a communication I, I pipeline know. error. It didn't I, sound know. like it when you talked to Joel Batonio. No, but he may have had different, different relationships with different players on the offense. I mean, well, no, I, that I, could I, very and well And you be. would assume that in most yeah, cases. That could, I, that could very well I mean, be. we can go round and round on this. I, I don't know, and I don't. I hope it doesn't come back to bite us. That's all. That, That's exactly. really, like, when I see Shanahan every time out on the field for San Francisco, I'm like, yeah, that bit us. There's no reason that guy couldn't have been here longer than he was. He easily could have been here longer. If things would have been right, if there wasn't this rush to get a guy on the field who didn't even want to open up a playbook, you think maybe Shanahan would have had a better situation here? Who knows? They may have found themselves in a, a situation at the time where they were like, you know what, maybe Mike Pettin's not the answer, and Shanahan is, and he was right here. I, I look at some of those situations, and I'm like, eh. you know, I never even thought that. You're you're absolutely right. Every time it, I see that's Shanahan, a thought that just never entered my head. Yeah, every time I see Shanahan, I'm yeah. like, man, why did we go all in on Johnny Manziel? What a waste! And I don't know how people in the front office didn't see the red flag at the time when you knew he was either opening up his playbook or not opening up his playbook, and you could see every time he logged in, and there were no logins. At some point, you had to say to yourself, this this is not working. We got to get this cat out of here. But he was well, selling they, too many they jerseys. Did. They did and eventually. we had people that were, ah, blah, blah. And, and like I said, the only thing he did was sell jerseys and make you relevant because people would talk about the Browns. In the end, he became another punchline for the Browns. And now, just now, we've we've kind of picked up the pieces. I would say, maybe not now, starting with the playoff win in Pittsburgh. That's when things, I think, kind of turned. And now, now you find yourself in a position where you don't have to do gigantic wholesale changes on the entire team, where you can just well, say, okay, we need a wide receiver. We need running back. We need, but we have players that, that can play this position at the highest level, and we don't need to change. You might have to change on the offensive line with the coaching situation. Brian Callahan, officially this morning, Dan, the Tennessee Titans released news. Brian Callahan, who was the Bengals offensive coordinator and obviously did a nice job down there, or at least got credit for the players doing a nice job down there which is you know, a whole other thing when it comes to coordinators. Uh, he's the new head coach of the Tennessee Titans, replacing Mike Vrabel. Good luck to him because he replaces a good coach. His father is Bill Callahan. He's the offensive line coach of the Browns. And what happens to the Browns' offensive line? Joel Batonio is asked about the idea of his offensive line coach maybe going to work with his son. Coach Callahan's been instrumental, you know, for us. I think he's helped develop a bunch of us. The line, we're, we're thankful for that. He's one of the hardest workers, you know. I know he puts in the time with us, and he's he's a big part of the run game and the scheme and protections. We appreciate what he's done, and, and hopefully he's here for us next year. But uh, if your son calls, you know, you might need to take that phone call as well. That's pretty special stuff. It sure is. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it goes back to... Is that a good thing for Brian Callahan to bring dad in, or would it be a distraction to bring dad in? Do you not want dad to work for you, which is basically what an assistant coach does? If you were a special advisor, you know, if you had one of those roles, Andy, it might be a different thing. But if you're like, if you're named associate head coach, is that going to bring up the questions? Well, are you coaching the team, or is, you know, I, I depends. just depends. Depends how much you put yourself in the spotlight. Depends how much people are talking about you. That's where that comes into play. Where they're like, oh, you know, Brian's dad really just he designed that play and it worked out great. Where he's going to get credit where he might be deserve the credit. Um, that's when you start getting questioning. Well, who's running the team here? I don't know. 
If you're winning, no one cares. I'll go back to that on everything today. If you're winning, nobody cares. Oh, that's great. That Callahan family's outstanding. All I know is he has done a fantastic job here with our offensive line. I can't, I, and I say that based on what we see. I don't know what. I mean, really, we all say he does, he's. Doing we it. we've been told that he's phenomenal at what he does, but we see that we see the product. Yes, we do out on the field. I, yeah. you know, when you know you get a guy like Wyatt Teller who comes over here and you're like, oh, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, who's Boom, this Pro guy? Bowl. Yeah. yeah, and Ethan Posa comes in as a backup. Exactly, as the start. Boom. Becomes one of the best centers. There in the has game. to be a common denominator in there, right? Juan so, Jones at, at right tackle steps in as a rookie and plays and looks like he's not going to make it out of rookie minicamp, right? <laughs> and plays extremely well. You know, the the only way, and this is I don't mean this to sound like a cheap shot. The only thing where you might look and think, well, that hasn't worked out quite as well as you'd like is Jedrick Wills, and and I think Jedrick is is a good offensive lineman. But when you draft a left tackle as high as you drafted Jedrick Wills, you want him to be a phenomenal offensive lineman, and and that that might and. be the only the only spot on the line where you think okay that maybe that hasn't worked as well as you want it to yet. But Jedrick is still young and has the chance to grow. He's also in somebody's shadow there too. Well, still, I mean, I, I don't know if it still feels that way right now. Yeah, except but that you don't the, want to be the the guy that replaces the guy. Your shadow doesn't keep you from playing up to the level that you would like to play at, if that's the case. Oh, the shadow doesn't stop you from missing a block. And I I think, I, but I do think Jedrick is 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 a good left tackle. We're used to having phenomenal play at left tackle uh, throughout the history right. of our career. Yep, you're right. Yeah, uh, the history of the franchise. You're right. What if you lose Bill Callahan? And, and I'm not going to overreact. And I only say that because Joel Batonio just said it. He said it about Alex Van Pelt, but he's you could say it about any coach. Hey, it's the NFL. You know, guys guys move, they bounce around, they go to different teams. That's just the way it is. And hopefully the next guy who comes in does a great job. And maybe Bill Callahan leaves some things behind. Browns have already interviewed a guy who was an offensive line coach of the Seattle Seahawks for the offensive coordinator's job. If he doesn't get the offensive coordinator job, and Mary Kay told us yesterday she thought that was a legit interview, not just a, hey, come on in, let's meet the Browns, vice versa. But if they don't hire Andy Dickerson to be the offensive coordinator, hey, Andy, did you like it here? The new coach in Seattle, whoever that might be, maybe he doesn't want, would you like to be our offensive line coach? Boom, done. You know? Jeff, would it take a week? To replace Nick Saban? Didn't no, it was like three days. Yeah. If Nick Saban can be replaced in three days, anybody in this game can be replaced immediately. If that doesn't – it took three days to find someone to replace Nick Saban? Three. Come right. on. Think about that. Let me, let me give you – and this is just Bill Callahan, but this is the nomadic life of a football coach. He started in 1980. That's what's listed according to our friends at Wikipedia for his first gig. Illinois assistant, Northern Arizona offensive line coach, Southern Illinois offensive coordinator, Wisconsin offensive line coach, Philadelphia Eagles in 1995 to 97 offensive line coach, Raiders offensive coordinator in 98, Raiders head coach 2002-2003, Nebraska head coach, 2004-7. to seven. Mm. Jets associate head coach, 
and offensive line coach. Dallas Cowboys, offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. We're not even done. Washington, offensive line coach. Washington, assistant head coach and offensive line coach. Interim head coach in Washington. Browns, offensive line coach. That's not as extensive as many, Andy, who have been doing it for 40 years. But that just goes to show your family better be ready to pack up and move because you go to the gig. You know, it's almost like you're, like you're working for General Electric and they transfer you around the country. You're working for the sport of football and you get transferred around the country. I'm it's, just looking it's a lifestyle I, I couldn't, I personally couldn't live. That'd be rough, man. Jeff, he's only spent four, I mean, this is his longest tenure in any city. Wisconsin, he was there for four years as offensive line coach. And his first job as an assistant in Illinois, he was there for four years. So he's, what, 20? I mean, if well, he, he stays He was in here, Washington for five seasons, too. Oh, that's true. But at the yeah. same job. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So one more year. He got promoted from within. Yeah. That's, that's the nomadic lifestyle of an NFL head coach. Sam Amico is going to join us at noon. Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network, coming up at 1 o'clock. We're going to make Jeff Thomas do it at 11.20. All here on Baskin and Phelps. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.